Anyway, Eastern sorry. Eastern Motors. Sorry, what's, what's the third option? Your job's your credit. <laughs> According oh, to the good. Surgeon General. <laughs> <laughs> it's an inside joke. It's an inside joke. Luke, legitimize us. Welcome to the ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast. Uh. Where there's four of us in the building once again for the second consecutive week. I was about to ask Mike to start mailing the three notch, but I think he's just completely dropped the ball, dropped the growler. Taylor tried to get us a growler moments ago, but he failed in his quest. So let's talk basketball. How about that? There's a shortage of growlers, I think. Yeah, there was. There was. They sold out of growlers. Who does that? This week in the ACC, the king is dead, but then just comes back to life. Virginia loses to Virginia Tech. On the home floor in shocking fashion. And then, uh, but they're still number one to the country. So I don't know. That's a top story. Also, Duke Carolina. Was that the most underwhelming Duke Carolina game we've seen in how many years? Mm. I mean, w- they blew them out. Carolina how? blew them out a few years ago. Bring back Austin Rivers. That's Are you I talking say. about the, the year in Cameron when I turned on the TV and it was 22 to 4? Yep. That's and the, the crazies one. were like bouncing around. I, I And then I was like, are they, did they know the score? <laughs> that was the um, that was a Hansborough year. Mm-hmm. I think it was the second Hansborough year where they lost the first game in the Austin Rivers shot, which was still ludicrous. It's oh, a great shot. Austin Rivers doesn't get I enough credit. I enjoyed that game. He doesn't get enough credit. Really? Uh, yeah, I think so. For even being a as punk? a pro. Okay, never mind. Even as a pro. Hey, hey. are you about to throw, throw his dad out there too? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, everybody drags him His dad's him a good golfer, mud. so I can't mm. say anything. All right. Well, those are the top two stories, but we have lots of other <laughs> I'm glad that's your topics to get to, including the Clemson Tigers still hanging up around number two. We want to talk about NC State, who's apparently the second best team in the conference, according to one of our degenerates here. Not me. <laughs> we also want to talk about the fall of Georgia Tech. Just so we can poke Jaffe because he's going to be poking a couple of us all evening long. Oh, I was stung. I was stung by the jackets earlier in the year. I was, but you know what? Now I feel like that kid in my girl. I've been overwhelmed by the jackets. I've just been swarmed. Put me to bed. I'm done. I'm dying in the woods alone. You know, a lot of seasons ended also this week. Mm. The Florida State season is yeah. over. Note to self, look up my mm-hmm. girl. I think yeah, so. I'm I think the Virginia right game was. <laughs> Rob Lowe is the Rob second Lowe? half was the tipping point, and I think the Florida State season is officially over. Can and we I agree think, with that? I I I think that they're still going to make the tournament, really? but I think the Notre yeah. Dame season just ended. The with Notre this Dame season ended in our pre-show prep, yeah. which is actually just you guys cracking open beers. Yeah. So if I knew like some type of Catholic swan song to sing right now to like put them to bed to like put them in the ground, I would do it. Mm. But I don't. I don't have that uh, depth of knowledge. So when, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm when sorry. When did the everyone. Georgia Tech season end? You're a Protestant. Two weeks ago? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is there still a team at Georgia Tech? They. It just seems like they left. They left a long time oh. ago. When did the know. pit season end? <laughs> did On their it first start? scrimmage. We. I, I want to continue the streak of not knowing a single Pitts player. So if we could just not talk about them, that would be great. So I think <laughs> you of all people would be the one to know a pit player. I, I don't. Are know they going player. to win a game? No. There's no, there's two there's the two to me there's two op- opportunities left. Okay. They're hosting Boston College tomorrow. Oh. And Ooh. Boston College okay. is a five and a half, I guess we'll go into picks later, but Boston College is a five and a half point favorite. Wow. I oh, I think that might be their best chance. <laughs> what about Wake? Wake is the other, they get Wake the other good chance. Yeah. <laughs> One of those it, two games. It pains me to say that Wake is their best chance because yeah, I, I think, think I right. was like calling Wake a top four ACC team at the beginning of this year. Yeah, yeah well, it's not good. So, we'll always have the banquet. We all have lapses in judgment <laughs> yeah. at some point. But more importantly, Guthrie, I'm glad you brought up the zoo. 
How are you feeling after the shocking UVA loss at the hands of your hated rival, Virginia Tech? How oh, I mean, it, it was pretty... Deflating. You know, it was pretty awful. Sure. It's mm-hmm. probably the worst feeling I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, not I true. Really I was with you for the Syracuse game in the Elite Eight. I yeah, was that, was by far, that, that was by far worse. But, so much worse. But, I mean, it... it <sighs> It was really it, deflating is a, an appropriate word. It was uh, so it much was hype. Not, game day in town. The kid makes a half court shot. Yeah. The weirdest thing was how lit the crowd was. Yeah, it was a ferocious crowd. Mm-hmm. I I was shocked to see how much they cared about the game, and then maybe that put a little more pressure. Perfect, perfect ACC season. And then the 17-0 the run was one of the biggest balzania six minutes I've ever witnessed. A team scoring. 17 points on six shots against the best defense in the country. So, but then at the start of the second half, let's, I mean, it was a tie game within four minutes. The nine point lead just evaporated. Mm-hmm. And then most people, especially in press row, were like, okay, yeah. I couldn't even concentrate on press row because there was this guy behind me screaming for 33 straight minutes of game time <laughs> the same phrase over, it was a Virginia fan, over and over and over. It was an old man. It was awful. I was about to say, was it At the top of his Well, you know what? This actually applies to uh, the story of the game. It was, take the ball inside, Virginia! <laughs> if anybody is listening and was at the arena, you probably heard that, even if you were at the opposite end. Well, hmm. I guess from press the wrong. Virginia players were not listening. <laughs> okay, here's my counter to that. Because that's the... That, you know, that's the old man take. That is the old man take. I'm, yeah. But it's a like, pretty easy take like, to have after watching that game. Sure, but you dump it into Wilkins, and he's like one for five with his little hooks in the paint. And do you think that's a higher percentage than shooting threes, which are good looks from three pretty good shooters? That's my counter. Now, attacking the basket. Yeah. How- so, uh, yeah, attacking the basket is really what yeah. the guards needed to do. Like, there were. Multiple opportunities where there would be a lane to to you know to drive into, and the guards would just settle for some contested shot. And like there were open open looks for sure, but a majority, especially in the second half of Virginia's offense, was the three guards dribbling it pretty lackadaisically around the perimeter and then hoisting up a contested three. Yeah. Like it was and, settling and to the nth degree. Yeah, speaking of like good looks. I mean, Kyle Guy throwing up some absolute like fadeaway bombs. He's got yeah. the greenest light there is, but some of those were just uh, a little tough to watch. Yeah, you- I think I made a, I put out a tweet late in the game that late game uh, UVA offense uh, had about as much movement as my three year old uh, who's severely constipated. You're, you've been so proud so. of this phase. You texted it to the group. You tweeted I it did. out, and yeah, now I you're did. saying it's it in beautiful. There was no one. There was no one moving for UVA. Bill has called it out during the game as well. I, I just don't know what really happens to UVA. It looked like kind of classic big game UVA offense uh, towards mm. the last five minutes and then into overtime. No movement, yeah, I mean, no ball movement even, no player movement, no yeah. off-ball movement, no screening, just threes from deep, Hall hit one. So they were well, here's one adjustment that was made, okay? They X's were 11 for 38 from three, though, and they make like two more of those threes. Even, Wait, I mean, they took 38 threes? Yeah, they took oh, yeah, 38 threes. Kyle Guy, three for 14, Ty Jerome, one for 10, Devin Awful. Hall, five for 10. I mean, but let's say Ty Jerome goes three for 10, Kyle Guy goes like five for fourteen. It's a completely different game, and we have this conversation. We forget about everything we exactly. just said. I mean, secondly, 
an adjustment late for Virginia, mm-hmm. which they did against Florida State also, um, and X's and O's. They went away from sides, and they went for high ball screens for Jerome, and it started to free some things up. Now, I think he was just so gassed at the end of the game. He did make those final two buckets, the layup, and then the jump shot to tie it in regulation. That mm-hmm. was a little adjustment they've been doing when they've been stagnant. It's just, we're going to go and show some high ball screens, and we're not going to go insides. Mm-hmm. So it seemed to me, I mean, tell me if this is it seemed like uh, Tony Bennett was afraid to play Jack Salt. He didn't get in foul trouble, but he only played 17 minutes. And, like, he wasn't in at the end of the game when... Uh, Are you going to sit tech- Hunter? I don't know. It just know, felt he was, like... It was, Hunter was the actually the most effective like, offensive player yeah, from yeah. a percentage but standpoint. I, I felt like you weren't getting a, a lot of the turning um, point. I'd say I feel like I'm a. It's crazy to say Jack Salt is your rim protection, but some of those like baskets at the end of the game where Virginia Tech drove, there were like three guys swiping their arms above the ball in the classic like I'm going to pretend like I'm playing defense and trying to block the shot, but I'm actually not taking position under the basket. Well, here's the only lineup that might have made sense would have been either Jerome or. Guy switching back and forth between those two, and then go Hall, Hunter, Wilkins, Salt, and just go big and say, Come get us. That would be an option because I mean, Hunter was guarding Robinson at the end of the game. So, I, yeah, I mean, I think the matchups would have been okay. I think Salt could have been fine on Blackshear, and Wilkins is mobile enough to guard guards, but it's. That's arbitrary. I don't know why we're getting this deep into it. But but what about Virginia Tech here? I mean, this was the game that most people say got them into the tournament or will get them into the tournament. Mm-hmm. What did, the best what did Virginia the Tech right do do well, both defensively and offensively, to get the win? I mean, what did you guys see out there? Well, I think it was a very risky strategy. Like, we're going to give Virginia a lot of threes. We're just going to pack the lane. We're going to clog it up and see what happens. And mm-hmm. it was a risky strategy because, I mean, look how the zone turned out for Syracuse the second time around. Man, and they just got completely sh- shredded, but got this busted. Is, they're de- they're, it wasn't like they were like giving them threes. I mean, those threes were contested. Nah, not, yeah, their defense was the, good. I need to sure. rewatch the Virginia tape. Virginia Tech played pretty good defense. The, it the defense me, was I thought remarkably their defense was good. Like they, the the pressure that they put on, before, like, yeah. they put tremendous amounts of pressure by the guards on the ball. Like It yeah. really was disruptive of, of the offense. And you really can't say enough about how well Tech played defensively. Robinson was incredible also, and we cannot they, fail to mention that. They played really good defense against those like curl screens that Virginia runs, mm-hmm. and they yeah. didn't allow any separation for the guards coming off those curl screens, and that really affects the ability. Like, Even if it's a little thing where like you're receiving the pass away from the three-point line as opposed to like in the three-point line, so you're in your shooting motion, it's just that is an extra half second. It messes up the whole rhythm, everything, the flow. Mm-hmm. And Virginia Tech was doing a really good job like disrupting UVA's offensive flow. And then offensively, it's kind of like the best things about when it was working, it's the best things about Virginia Tech's offense. They have a lot of speed all over. They may not have size, but they like move the ball well and move it quickly when they are you know on their game doing it well. And that's... What scored them the points there? Yeah, the most shocking development was the best foul shooter in the conference goes to the line of misses two, which I didn't expect, especially after hitting the front of a 101. So that was a development. But other than that, I thought Hall was good. I thought he was like the big three at the end. But yeah, yeah, that, it's there it is. No 18 and no. So let's move on. That's it. That's it. Yep. No, we're not going to see something we've never seen in the ACC. We're not. That's it. It's, it's gone. Sad, it's gone. Opportunity is gone. Is Virginia season over? Well, 
I mean, wow, one game. (laughs) Also, they are now number one in the country. So, and that's that's pretty amazing. Quality loss to Virginia Tech. Yeah, yeah. They, after all, they are (laughs) the team that beat Virginia. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, where's where's Virginia Tech going to finish? I mean, they have Duke twice down the stretch. They still they have Louisville on the schedule, which I don't even know if that matters anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It I'd seems like right they're going to finish six, fifth, sixth, six, five, yeah, somewhere six, around there. Six, five, sure. Yeah. Who's it, our top four? Carolina, yeah. Duke, Clemson, yeah, Virginia State. Yeah, I think the way, the way yeah. it is, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's going to end that so way. Too. I think there's too much separation. I think UNC is <laughs> separating itself um, right now. Yeah, I think the way that the ACC currently sits is how the regular season will finish with only, what, three weeks left? Crazy. All right, Duke, North Carolina. Huh? I mean, that's that's the big game. We saw it all happen. UNC pulled it out and covered, I believe. Did they not? Yes, they did. Yeah, they covered. Yeah. Um, More importantly than winning. Man, you know <laughs> yeah. what? Good teams win. Great teams cover. Yeah, was right. We talked about what he said. Maybe he was right. After Wait. the three-game losing streak, I didn't believe him. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. What's going on with this Carolina team? I mean. Right now, Kenny Williams is is playing out of his mind, and I think that that ability to extend the defense has really gone a long way for Joel Berry's ability to drive the basketball. I think Luke May, even you know the the much hated Luke May in within this room, you know, especially for <laughs> die on that hill, you know that I will you die, on that, die on that hill. Um, I don't care if know. I'm alone or if Guthrie's <laughs> with me or. Yeah, oh, I, th- I think I think it's just a it's a complete joke that he's still on like wooden watch. Like, uh, I mean, it's come on! It's not a joke. I mean, he's he, he, anyways. Any, any any team that can throw like an athletic big at him, and he struggles. Like, right. absolutely. Right. Like, also, you have to watch his defense, which is. I mean, he gives. He tries really hard, and I appreciate that. Congrats. <laughs> That's worth something. Hey, how about this about the Duke Carolina game? Duke just looked uninterested, didn't they? They Am I look. crazy? <laughs> no, you're it's not like crazy. It's like a Duke Carolina game. They just, just sort of looked uninterested. Yeah. Especially in the second half. I'm except like, for Grayson Allen, right? Grayson Allen was super into it. I thought he, he came out. He started playing really well. Um, you know, but it kind of faded down the stretch. But It's almost like they're not trying to get injured. Mm. <laughs> but the real... The key Is this in that some game, conspiracy theory? Uh, the key no. in that game was also Cameron Johnson. He's provided... Yeah. I, I'm telling you. This, yeah. He's a listener of this show, apparently. In, it's coming together right now. You kind of have... You have a great starting five. You don't really play anyone else. Somehow Theo Pinson is in the starting five. <laughs> but he's hey. there. <laughs> seventh Woods I, is back. I thought Theo Pinson played was pretty that, well. Was that the game he came back? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the game Seventh Woods came. You're right. Yeah. That was actually the difference. Seventh Woods was yeah, on the bench. Quality three minutes. <laughs> three minutes. I love Seventh Woods, okay? Don't. Dude. The Carolina bench guys. Like, who's coming off that bench and you're like, oh, man. Uh-oh. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No one. That's why no it's so strange. Sterling, I think Manley, Sterling early Manley, in the season, you thought it would be Sterling Manley? No. Yeah. Well, so he's uh, he's one of those players that I think, one of those bigs that's going to be pretty good in like two years. Yeah, classic Carolina like, kind of. Yeah, yeah. He'll, doesn't he'll, leave too early, not Tony will, Bradley. He yeah. will progress in the system and be like a really good player they, in two years. They are not playing very many bench minutes. Even in that Duke yeah. game, they played like, yeah. uh, their starting five is like. It's okay. Depths is, depths yeah. is ugh. Depth is overrated. That's right. That's and that's another hill you're going to die on as Clemson <laughs> as Clemson may struggle to get down the stretch here. Um, you don't think depth is overrated? You, I think it's a little overrated. Okay, I do. I do. I think. Look but at the I best teams Carolina in the country. How deep are the deeper. best teams? Got and Villanova's going like six right now. 
Yeah, I mean, Virginia's thinner, I think, this year than it has been in, in a while. Uh, usually eight, they run a solid 10-man rotation. 7-ish. Yeah, so I mean, I think teams are getting thinner. Um, Duke is always that way. Maybe it is a little overrated. Yeah. I'm not sure. But the real issue for Duke, Purdue. though, is Duval. Duval can't stop Duval. turning the ball. Duval. Duval. Stop. Excuse me. Excuse Be careful me. now. <laughs> Duval can't stop turning the ball over. And he doesn't shoot it that well either. So I don't no. really know what, what well, he's I did doing. Like That's the problem. After he's the, not a good shooter. He yeah. retweeted his dunk after the Carolina loss, which I thought was fabulous. <laughs> yeah. I respect <laughs> which made that. everybody mad. He did jack it back, though. He, did, he pulled it way back. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I think the thing for, like, so the narrative you kind of heard a lot of people talking about is that the roles, the traditional roles of Duke and Carolina in this game were reversed. Like, Duke kind of had the advantage. The rebounding talent, advantage. Big man, yeah. big man inside. And now Carolina kind of won with, like, what you would consider less talented players, but scrappily and shot well and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's the difference for Carolina is that from Cameron Johnson, Kenny Williams, they're getting a lot of shooting that they didn't really have, whether from those guys not really playing well or, you know, injuries, they didn't have that shooting earlier on in the season. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know, is it sustainable? Do I does it make me like feel like they are a new team and they turned a corner? Mm. Man, I'll tell you what, the first game of this yeah. rivalry drains my bank account. Yesterday last year I went with Carolina <laughs> on the road. This year I went with Duke on the road. I would just pick the better team, the team I think is better, <laughs> and they always lose the first time. So you're always so, right. No, this is you a just new get theorem. delayed, delayed victories. So I the better team loses the first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Austin Rivers shot. Go back to that game, right? Yeah, we can right? think of a lot of evidence. I believe. Mm-hmm. How about when Bryce Johnson lost in his senior year on on the first time? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that Duke mm-hmm. comeback at the Ding Dong? Yeah, he was upset. I remember that post game. Bryce was very upset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Motivated him. We need to make some notes about this. Put it in. Yeah. Put it. Yeah, we'll put it in the uh, pro forma. The algorithm. I'm onto something yeah. here. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to be duped again <laughs> next year. I'm going to take the worst team in the first game. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, that's sage advice right there. Can we talk about the second best team in the country, the NC State Wolfpack, Taylor? <laughs> second best team in the conference. Oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah, it's no, not going to no, hurt ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I think second best in the country is good. I think they'll have a play-in game for the NCAA tournament. I'm not so. quite ready to declare them the second best team in the country. What about the? Co- you're sticking with your conference. Nah. They had a rough week, yeah. though. They had a very bad week. They had a rough <laughs> week. Let's, let's talk about their Look, week. Nobody felt this rough week more acutely than I did. Well, and Virginia it's only Tech because I knew I'd have to come talk with you, you guys and about then they it. hurt Guthrie, and then yeah, Virginia Tech, man. I, the villains of the week for Virginia this Tech podcast. did a lot for themselves this week. I'm telling you, top yeah. four. Well, yeah, we'll see. It's in that. play. NC State. Nah, it's I, I mean, I still love them. I still, <laughs> I can't defend it. I can't defend what I said. I can't walk it back. Um, Do they make the tournament? Yes. Right. So right now they're projected to make the tournament, and I think they're going to hold out and still make it. They'll be one of those like play-in teams, right? I but hope so. I think that they're a very talented exciting. team. It's, it's very exciting if to you, watch. If you yeah. were a coach and you would not of an, like another team, you probably wouldn't want to see them in a playing game. It's my guess. Mm. So that's where you. That's where you're standing. That's now. my stand. <laughs> Last You've week, gone from second, second best, best team, team in the, the country. <laughs> this week, don't want to see them in a playing game. Next week, <laughs> NIT semifinalists. Well, the rest of the way, they've got some manageable games. They're yeah. at Wake. They've got Georgia Tech. They're at Georgia Tech. I don't know if that matters. I have some thoughts on the Yellow Jacket fan base also. <laughs> I have some thoughts. 
Is it going to include a My Girl reference? I'm really upset that nobody got I, the My Girl. I don't know if they're positive or negative thoughts. Okay. Yeah, but, uh, Macaulay you, Culkin you dies of bee stings. I mean, that's the end of the movie. Mm. Does nobody remember that? I've never seen My this Girl. This was an important move. Spoiler this was just alert. after Home Alone. It was a big movie for him. The All Florida right. State Seminoles are on their schedule. <laughs> they were probably given up. I don't know if they've given up yet. Maybe. Yeah, Boston College is... Yeah, I, I mean, I could see NC State easily winning five of these next six. Against yeah, Syracuse, Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, Boston College, mm-hmm. Florida State. I mean, I could see those. I see that. I, mean, I think maybe they go four and two. Yeah, yeah, maybe four and two. Yeah, four and two. But that, coupled with one or two wins in the NCAA tournament, or ACC, ACC tournament, tournament should be enough. They're, they're going to have to win a game in the ACC tournament. They need tournament. one win in the ACC tournament, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, they're going to need that. Go Keats. Keats for president. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I think I send you guys a text every week that says Keats for president. Yeah, it does. It does. It's, it doesn't get old. Gets better every time. <laughs> um, so I see you have a question on here, Taylor, about whether Syracuse deserves to make the tournament this year. Yeah, let's. They've got let's, work to do. I am firmly. I think that we need to die on the same hill we died on last year, where Syracuse absolutely should not be in the NCAA tournament. Well, what if they beat Duke or North Carolina? But they're not going to. You, you don't think they but could beat still, Carolina at home? I think they could easily win that game. I don't think they. I don't think they will. All right, fine. <laughs> if they win that game, what, what will their? How many wins do you think they'll finish? Yeah, they still have to go to Miami. Oh man, yeah, yeah, they're, they're not going to Miami it. to Cameron. They're not going to make it, man. At BC is, I mean. They're going to be like a they're going to be like a 19 mecca, win team, right? maybe 20 win team. Come so here's on. what they've got left. They're not going to win at Boston College. NC State, the team you guys love, is probably a pretty good matchup for Syracuse with the style of play that they. they I mean, they have your seven that can throw down in the baseline, just you know, jitterbugging on the baseline. Your seven, <laughs> and then they got some shooters. They got the, Freeman. Freeman should light them up. Freeman, yeah, yeah that's it's a good matchup. Syracuse at Miami. Nobody plays well in that stupid Miami building. I don't know why. (laughs) Well, you know what? I heard heard a very interesting theory about teams that travel to Florida. And I don't know if it was from people in this room or not. But apparently, you know, when you get down to Florida, you know, weather's a little different, a little warmer. A little warmer. Makes you want to maybe feel like you're on vacation, like you want to have fun. Maybe you're not as focused as you would be maybe when you're traveling to, like, Minnesota. Minnesota, you're locked in. You're doing walkthroughs in, like, the hotel lobby. You know? Miami, ooh, I'm outside. Ooh, look at that girl. Ooh. Look at that guy. I'm disappointed <laughs> that this is your theory. I was so excited for some grand theory, and this is all some I get. Guy, some guy told me that, and I was like, oh, yeah, I do. When I do feel that way when That's I go to That's what Florida. I get. <laughs> That's the theory I get. That's it. That people naturally relax as soon as their body gets in that warmer climate. It shifts, and then, therefore, you don't come in as focused for those first 10 minutes. You mean shoot-arounds are different? Well, I got news for you. Jim Laranega does um, – no, pardon me. Jim Beheim does not do shoot-arounds. Oh. So, Wow. Well, well, there you go. Advantage Syracuse. <laughs> also, second advantage, he hates the bag man, Jim Laranega. Even called him out, like I said. He did. Indirectly mm-hmm. on that press conference. Mm-hmm. He's going to be on a mission for this one. So maybe don't overlook that game. Look. A, they don't do shoot rounds, so they're just going to be in the hotel, chilling. Second of all, revenge against the bag man. He just doesn't like them because they share the same name. If he was John Laranega, they'd be fine. <laughs> You're going to defend Jim Laranega to your death. Always. The man can't say, the can't man say has a bad a, thing about Jim Laranega. He has a Love tilde. <laughs> he has a tilde over his end, okay? I know. I think that's even in the SID notes. I think I've seen that. Make sure that you uh, 
put the tilde in on the yeah. end. Yeah, I mean, I've Jim's had to look name. it up. You know, you have to do like Alt 360 or something to get it over it's there. It's hard to do. Yeah, he's too much for your regular keyboard. I okay. saw Jim <laughs> I can't remember who I was looking at with double dots over a letter in their name. Some, oh, yeah, some it doppelganger. It's like an Alt Shift. Seven and X all combined. Mm, yeah. yeah. Just make it happen. While we're talking about if Syracuse is going to make the tournament, tangentially related to Jim Laranega, uh, let me, let's go over quickly what the projections are for uh, the ACC teams projected to make the tourney right now. Okay. I'm going to run down really quick and then we'll talk about these. So Wait, who's who's projecting this? These are Joe Lunardi from oh, our- Oh, Lunardi. Our fr- I've, Lunardi. Our friends over at the Worldwide Leader. Um, With a Y, I believe. Hey, Taylor, I got news for you. We've got a special guest tonight on the podcast. Oh. And his name is Jerry Palm, and he's here right now. Jerry Palm? Yeah. let's bring. He's mad at you that you've gone with... Uh, is he right behind me? Yes, he is. He's in the window gazing at you right now. So, Jerry Palm, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Jerry. All right, Jerry, Jerry, You know what the Jerry, great thing is? Jerry. You do you like do that kind of joke like at least once every other week, and each time I have a moment of panic deep down. I'm like, oh shit, is Jerry Palm actually here? <laughs> you're and you're you're behind real. your head. That'd you're be awesome. I'd be really interested to talk to him. There are two things here. One, your moment of panic is because you know you shouldn't be drinking in this studio. Second, <laughs> second, who the hell is Jerry Palm? <laughs> you know who Jerry Palm is? It's, no, it's always literally CBS, Palm. CBS, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. CBS, the oh, network see, of stars. There are multiple I mean, stars. stars. Watch Network. Oh, okay. All right. He's like All the right. Jim Let's Nance get to this. I've had Jerry Paul on my show one time, and he just firmly, and this was, I don't know how many years ago, firmly and with passion said that there was no chance Virginia was making the tournament when they were on the bubble, and Lauren already said they were in, and they didn't make it, so... I got a, mm. I got a score Whoa. one over there for him. All um, right. Boom. Yeah. Got him. All right, go ahead. Tell okay, me. here we go. Uh, of course, Virginia projected as the overall one seed. Okay. Duke, a two seed. UNC, a three seed. Clemson, also a three seed. Miami, a six seed. Uh, Florida State and Louisville, both nine seeds. Ooh. Virginia Tech, an 11 seed. And NC State, an 11 seed, uh, playing in the first four, the play-in game. Hmm. Syracuse out in the first four out, I believe. Good. Hmm. They're going to be out. Look at their schedule. It's brutal. So what is that then? A nine? That's nine teams? That's nine teams. That's nine teams. I think one of those people is getting bumped. I think the Florida State. Do you think what's their remaining or, schedule? I mean, what's it, going on with Louisville? Even okay, they've been playing well. The they've end of winning. Louisville's schedule is brutal. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. It, if you want to talk about a team that controls their destiny, it's Louisville. But they have to work really hard. So the, the rest of their schedule is North Carolina at home, away at Duke, away at Virginia Tech, home versus Virginia, and then away at NC State. Yikes! Yeah, those yeah, five rough. games. And I mean, right now. They kind of control their fate in terms of they're they're fifth in the ACC standings, but they have the same record. They're both eight and five with North Carolina. I guess North Carolina just won while we were sitting here, so. right? So they'll be nine and five, right? But I mean, I guess if they could win some of those games, they could really move up. And they have been playing pretty well. Granted, their last two games were against Georgia Tech and Pittsburgh. I am on record as saying I think they got the talent. I think they got everything. They just kind of got to. Find their way, together, reach their huh? potential. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. if they can yeah. pick up, if they can phrase. pick up two of these wins, I think they're pretty solidly in. If they can go that, two and three over yeah. the last five. Yeah. Oh, I think they're going to make the tournament. It's just okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. okay. Well, then who out, out of that list that you see? I think so. Florida State actually is in. I, I take yeah. it back what I said. I, I said their season ended this week, even though it did feel like a turning point. 
Mm. Look, I mean, I think the but team they have, with... Okay, they have Clemson twice, they're at NC State, and then they have Pitt and Boston College. So all they have to do is win three games, they'll be fine. Yeah. I believe. The, the team numbers... that's most likely to get bumped out is NC State. Yeah. Obviously. I think that's... that's uh, Yeah. But they have the easiest schedule. They're also the most erratic in terms of their results eh, against those teams. They do also you... have some great wins, but it's, it's really like... It, I mean, how much how much is going to be weighed in terms of you know strength of schedule? Is is RPI still going to be well, the, this, this the is presiding factor? I'm glad you asked that because everywhere I look right now, all I hear about are quadrant quadrants. wins. These stupid quadrants, man. Yeah, I, and you I know, I go back. Agree. I, I would go out and play the... hopscotch or foursquare just in honor of this. <laughs> I love foursquare. Yeah, I'll drop a bomb. I'll do the spinnies. I'll do the whole thing. That's foursquare, right? You think you're going to stay in the in the king's spot? <laughs> Spinnies are the king's are corner. illegal. Actually, you can't put two hands on the ball like that. Mike. Luke, ask, ask the that king question makes again. the rules. Do you think you would that stay in true, the king's actually. corner if we all played four square the most amount of time? Dude, I would, I would love to see a four square game between the four. Of us. We should organize a you four look, square. You time. look more yeah. agile, I think, than I would give you credit for. Um, Are we yeah. even discussing this? Before? <laughs> I mean, Sorry. I would murder all three of you, and let's move on. Conversation right. in. <laughs> Anyways, yes, everything is about quadrants right now. Wait, hey, you know what? Time out. The four of us need to go play some type of game at some point, and I'm talking like two on two basketball. There's no shuffleboard. Oh, I would, I would be the worst player Overwatch? in the game. So, <laughs> yeah, Overwatch, let's do it. Let's do it. Overwatch. Shuffleboard's on my list. Four squares now at the top of the list. Yeah, four square actually sounds great. It sounds great, doesn't it? There's a new that this is our version of the Winter decades. Olympics. Now people play a game called Slam Ball, very popular on beaches. Um, I'll show it to you guys sometime. We'll pull yeah, it yeah, with it, like the little mini yeah, trampoline. Yeah, it's like a little mini trampoline. I thought it was called the... Spike Ball. Oh, is it? Is Not that Slam, Slam Ball? I think was the one that was on Spike TV where oh, it was like basketball they... with trampolines. Yeah, yeah. So similar. Which Vince McMahon, if he's bringing back the XFL, let's bring back <laughs> Slam Ball first. Come Slam on. Ball was fantastic. Well, we should have people submit four-person games to us, and we can all pick who's going to be the favorite. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Mike would just put would himself just as the favorite in every single <laughs> yeah, game. Would, would. It would probably open with four square, then go into like Golden Eye, <laughs> then go into like Mario Kart. Oh, I got my money on Golden Eye. I don't this know why. Would, it would be bad because it would get so competitive that we would never speak to each other again. And by that, I mean Taylor's super competitive and hates to lose. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really unfortunate. Anyways, the quadrants. That's how they apparently the NCAA. AA is picking these uh, teams and seeding the teams because the the greatest evidence I see of that is in Kansas's current seating mm. as a two. Is that the which, most atrocious seating of the no top 16? Which makes no sense whatsoever, but when you look at their quadrant one record, mm. it's like six and two or something yeah. like that because of you know how heavily weighted the Big 12 it is. It does current. seem like the NCAA committee is is weighing wins more heavily than anything else, like, really. Like I thought, like we, quadrant one wins. I thought we had debunked losses. the importance of RPI. I thought I read. Mm. I went all the way. I did way back. I was today at like 11 o'clock in the morning reading a Slate article from 2011 by Mr. Ken Pomeroy about why RPI is not a legitimate way to rank teams for the NCAA tournament. Here we are, 2018, seven years later, still dealing with RPI being the primary indicator for who's seated where and who gets in. Yeah, preach it, man. Come on. What's going on? Yeah. I thought we I'm were past you. this. I'm I completely thought we were agree. past this. I, I think, mean, so in the NCAA committee's defense, I think they are tr- they are moving in the right direction. They're trying, yeah. And we will get there from what I've heard and read 
Right, Ken is now on the like little subcommittee, right? Mm -hmm. This little I assume Ken is now in some vault somewhere underneath in some mountain of Utah. Yeah, exactly. Not in a vault. If I (laughs) if I remember correctly, a couple years ago we had Janet Cohn on the podcast. Right, uh, a selection committee member. Big props to Janet over there. The Athletics director at UNC oh, Asheville. I love the idea of Janet. Just I oh, hope she's a listening. new degenerate she's episode listening, available. Let we love da- you. Let me download. We love you. She uh, <laughs> and she's on the selection committee again this year. Oh, she is. Yeah, and she. I basically what what she told us was like everybody kind of gets to bring their own feelings to the table, and you can base your own. You're, you can kind of, if you really are in love with Ken Palm and you don't care about the other stuff, you can just make a case for the people that you really like for Ken Palm. If you care about Sagarin or whatever, right. you know, you can like. But, but Taylor, get out you, of here, Taylor, now you've been you've been in a, in meetings before. You've been in a company that has meetings. You will find me in the corner of the room asleep. Right. Yes. There are a lot of people <laughs> that have feelings, and those feelings get expressed throughout the meeting. But ultimately, one person usually makes a decision, and that person is usually maybe a more traditional person that is maybe not as receptive to all these ideas maybe everyone is heard but maybe still people are picking just based on these now new quadrants formerly rpi you know different name same ugly face you know what i mean it's just like a terrible terrible look for college basketball i don't like it i don't believe i i can't believe gonzaga is not in the top 16 yeah that uh, how does that how does i think gonzaga has a a much better has a much better case Hmm. to be made than some say Oklahoma, I think Rhode they Island. Very, also how has, is, how is Cincinnati? They, how is Cincinnati almost a three seed? You know, they're like I, the last yeah, that's, two. That's, seed. that's crazy. They should be. They should almost be a one seed. Cincinnati, though, they really don't have a good win. It's just because how bad the AAC is. They don't have one good win. It's like mm, oh, they're so good. I think they're very good. Uh, I'm in on that team. Anyway, all right, I'm done. <laughs> no, that was good. That was a that was a, a Syracuse high two rant. and four against Quadrant One. Who is Syracuse two and four against Quadrant One? Louisville and Buffalo. Those are their two Quadrant One wins. Buffalo's awesome. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> they're so good. <laughs> Nick Nick, what is it? Nick Cave, Nick Young, Nick King. Cage? Nick also, King. Like, can I mention something? <laughs> Speaking of quadrants and selection committee rankings and ESPN. Mm. Do you know where Oklahoma is in Ken Palm? They're 31st. 31? Yeah. 31st. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have no business being in the top 16, I think. Dude, well, what are they going to do? Where are they going to keep Trey okay, Young's stat listen. line? They have it. They got to keep it somewhere. Here's who they play next. I you know where they play next? Texas Tech on the road. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, and then after that, they get Texas at home, Kansas away. It's not hmm. good. Hmm. They're also Baylor away. Brutal. Kansas learned the hard lesson there. That yeah. And then so, Iowa State. I mean, like, that, see, the problem is with Oklahoma, they can beat Texas Tech because of just right. the the amount, the volume that Oklahoma can put up. Texas Tech is an amazing team that's been playing so well recently, but they're they're possession driven in a way that also you know you'll see with a team like UVA, for instance, they can beat anyone, but they can also lose to anyone. I I worry about them in, against Oklahoma, but. I digress. I digress. Oklahoma is just a slightly better version of NC State. <laughs> you know, got the talent, can beat anyone. Also, we'll I throw down some. I will mention that they did lose losses. to Oklahoma earlier on in the season. Yeah, slightly better. They keep. But they're at home this time. They keep okay. Trey Young's stat line on the t- on the screen the entire game. Yeah, listen. The 
I know. Isn't why that, does why why? It's the worst. Why does that happen? Yeah, journalistic integrity and broadcasting is gone. Out, yeah, it's gone out the window. They, you know, it's just they just don't care about the game anymore. I don't get worked up about that. I, I want to know a stat line. Stop it. I am. <laughs> you, Cole, you guys are like that. acting like old men over here. <laughs> I got news for you, Taylor. Like they're not going to keep people's stat line. Whatever. Who it's cares? just permanently affixed above the score. Yeah. It's, it's like the score and then the Trey Young stat line, regardless of what's happening. Right. It's like hey, there's, there's I mean, 10 minutes left in the game and Trey Young has 20 points and nine assists. I mean, keep in mind, it doesn't list his turnovers. Or shot percentage. It's just well, how many Now that's a valid valid point. Maybe we just ask him to expand the stats. <laughs> see, here's a, here's a big question about this I mean, with the Big 12. Cares? That's what you want to see. It's not, though. 40% of the audience is logging in, logging in, is tuning in to see Trey Young. Taylor, you're like a child, you know, game. watching these basketball games. I'm just you telling really you. It's not a problem. Is maybe, it affecting you? probably like the new Star Wars better than Empire and A New Hope also. <laughs> Just Maybe because you know there are lots hurts. of lights. That hurts. You know what it is? It's just a reflection of basketball becoming more of a player's league than it is a a team game or a, a league. You know, it's, Lebr- you it's LeBron's team. It's Steph Curry's yeah, team. Yeah, but Oklahoma, it's is, Young's team. Oklahoma is not a top 10 team. Yeah. Like So I to me, I think it's ESPN trying to spin that narrative, but it doesn't work because that, that's not how college basketball works. That's right. That's, that's, right. Like not, that's, that's not, not the state college of college basketball. That's right. It's the state of the NBA, sure. Mm-hmm. It's not college basketball. That's right. That's not college. God, Guthrie, I want to jump across this table and I will do dirty things to you, you sexy little man. God, that's so right. That is, It's not college basketball. All right, I'm, I'm done. Here's what should happen, all right? I want to know Trey Young's stats. Okay, keep them up there. You're a Expect, lunatic. Expand the bar. Okay, no, let's just... let's let's talk about Big Twelve really quick. You mentioned Texas Tech. Yeah. Is this the year that Kansas does not win at least a share of the Big Twelve regular season? Don't title? we say this like every day? That's the word on the street. Um, Ken Palm has Texas Tech winning the league. I I just I can't imagine it. I just can't. I I can imagine it. I I've seen can't. Kansas play. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're. they're not I don't think Good they're. Point. I think they're the weakest two seed, personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's the question, all right? If I was head of the committee and I was selecting the field myself, which would be a dream Ooh, of mine. I'm picturing this. This is a good. Okay. It would be fantastic. Probably you know, six, I would do a great 16 job. Sixteen person conference table, long, mm-hmm. windowless for sure. Okay, continue. I might put on like a red power tie just for the heck of it. Windowless. Windowless. Oh my gosh. So the snipers can't get you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what okay. I'm doing this year? I'm shorting the Big 12, and I'm even shorting the ACC. I think I'm going to pull more from your favorite conferences, Michael, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. current season. I the just, little guys. I really think it's out there this year for those teams. I agree. I agree. Look, the ACC I, last I mean, like, year in the NCAA tournament was what three and eight. How many something? non-power conference teams are you going to see in the Sweet Sixteen? Maybe that's too much. Here. I would how many say Big twelve teams are going to see in the. How many Big Twelve teams are going to make the Sweet Sixteen? I would say two. I would agree. Two sounds reasonable. Yeah, they just. I'm so why are we slobbering over this stupid conference all year long? Yeah. Because that's where the current television contracts are. Do you know how hard it is to watch a mid-major team? Man, those teams are so good. It's impossible. Which teams? Can I tell you what I said about two months ago? I I picked, when we went around the table, your team to watch, I said Rhode Island. 
Mm-hmm. I yeah, feel but great about awesome. is great. They're fantastic. They've yeah. been awesome. Have you watched that team play? Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, but the problem is the A-10 is kind of terrible, just like the AAC is kind of terrible. I know. You know? Don't get caught up in this, like, oh, Oklahoma's bad because Oklahoma's really bad because, like, you want to be contrarian I, I about the Big I don't think that they're really bad. I'm just saying. I just think that they're going to lose to someone like Middle Tennessee State, like, without yeah. a doubt. all i'm saying is don't be surprised when the sweet 16 is entirely composed of acc and big 12 teams with like a couple big 10 and saint and saint i think and saint mary's thrown in there yeah yeah. like what happens with texas this year i mean ohio state ohio state's great it's fantastic right yeah yeah, oh, Bates, I think the Big Ten is Bates very Diop good. Is the best like, conference in the country. Probably the best NBA ready player out there right now. I mean, he's a stud. You can score however you want. And this this guy, uh, Den- Dakic, oh man, quality scorer for Ohio State. <laughs> Speaking really like of Dakic's, <laughs> it was a rough Saturday for Dan, especially in crunch time. Oh, what happened of the Michigan State game? Yeah. Well, Miles Bridges did. Oh, hit he the... called that game? Huh? No, I'm just saying. Oh, oh, oh! I was about to say I didn't think they let him call Michigan State games anymore after yeah. his travesty. Did anybody tra- check his Twitter after after that game? I I, I wouldn't even I wanted to see it. Huh? Miles Bridges. But I'm sure that I'm sure that he what has, he said no was that it's still he still doesn't have any game because it was a catch and shoot, you know, or whatever. It was he, also he a terrible shot, than, though. I will get. I will say that much. Move. Yeah. Really He's bad a great shot shooter, selection. While I was doing a little research uh, earlier this week, I came across an old school Dan Dackett story that made me smile and made me think of you guys. Um, just uh, a little Twitter conversation from like over a year ago with Dan Dackett and mm. Derek Willis, the University of Kentucky player, if you remember him. Oh, yes. And Dan Dackett's questioned like how do players have tattoos? Wait, wait, wait. Is, is Derek Willis the tall guy that looks like the, uh, he has like black hair, spiky? Yeah. Looks uh, like a bad guy in Cliffhanger, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> he had sure. a large. He, he's like, the guy that proposed to his girlfriend Native on like American senior night or whatever. On his shoulder tattoo. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Did, See, that's the that's what got me. Dakich was like well questioning the tattoo. the tattoo thing, and he question and Derek Willis responded like, "Hey, I saved up my financial aid money and paid for my own tattoos." And he was like, "Uh," Dan Dakich said something like, "Oh, must be nice, like not going to class." <laughs> old guy shakes fist at cloud and Derek Willis responded lol who even are you bro and just like ended it and I, I read that and I was just like could not stop laughing I just somehow did not it was not on my radar a year ago would you think I'd be the prime audience for that I did you get a it. tribal tattoo after that and it just made me laugh so hard oh, but no but I that's but you're thinking about it yeah I'm thinking you, about it because of that I'm surprised you didn't show up here with a uh, fresh Macklemore cut I was expecting it today maybe next episode I've been uh, a little busy I've been trying to get to my guy in that, the month we'll get the tattoo hopefully because that's a trend as well and that was a fantastic story, Taylor. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God. So clearly, clearly, Derek Willis should have won uh, SEC Player of the yeah. Year just for If that I comment. had a vote, he would have won. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Oh, so, oh, transitioning from that SEC Player of the Year, who is your ACC Player of the Year right now? Marvin Bagley. Right now. Marvin Dude, Bagley. Right now. Marvin Bagley? Uh, Marvin Bagley. Can we not have it's going to be Marvin Bagley? Can, right, can we I'm pick somebody say else? May. I, I think Luke May is going to be May the winner. Is Get, get out of here. We talked about this. We already talked about this. Luke May is overrated. <laughs> I, don't, I don't disagree that he's overrated. I think he's going to win ACC. Well, listen to me. Here. All right, hold up. Okay. Bagley has better numbers, and he's going to finish on the team who's going to finish second in the league compared to Luke May, whose team's going to be like fourth in the league, probably. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe third. I don't, I don't know. Third. Third. 
Not second, though. So you take the player who's second in the league, whose team is second in the league, or the player whose team is third in the league, when the player whose team is second in the league also has better numbers. Oh, I don't know. Luke May is averaging more points in ACC play. Mm. He. What about he, his field goal Some percentage? would say that he outplayed Marvin Bagley in their their first matchup. UNC they, did beat Duke. They both scored 15. Yeah, they though, play again. Even yeah. though Luke May looked terrible doing it, <laughs> and Marvin looked amazing. I don't know. I like Luke May for player of the year. I think he's going to win. I mean, I don't uh, think he a, should win, but I, you know, I think he will. This, this is, is like your Eastern Michigan's tournament team last year. It's one of those moments. <laughs> this is kind Mike. of... A, I, I wish we could stop you, but it is really stimulating for the It kind of seems like a bad year for the player of the year. Like, there's not... It right. seems well, consensus is going to be Marvin Bagley. I would love it to be, like, Jerome Robinson. Right. Unjured Colson. Do you guys have Robinson on your first team? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad up. that you brought up Colson because I, I actually think he is the real player of the yeah. year in the ACC. And I think he's shown that by not playing this year and seeing that Notre Dame is probably not going to make the tournament. I, mean, I think he's your ACC player of the year, Bonzi Colson. You have to have Jerome Robinson on your first team. There right, were problems yeah. with that team before a conference play hit and then before he went yeah. down. Let's do this. Let's do ACC uh, first team. Let's what do you it. got right now? Bagley, May, Jerome Robinson. Let's go around the table and each do one. So we all have Bagley. Yeah. Yep. We all have uh, Luke May. You know Luke May is going to be on. Luke May is going to be on there. You know Luke May is going to be on there. Jerome Robinson. I have him on mine. He's got to be on there. Devin Hall is on mine. Devin Hall is on mine. He'll be the the best two-way player. All right. Um, So who is the last man? Is it Joel Berry? Yeah. Is Joel Berry your? Yes. He's your ACC. Yes. This is where we have a great debate. This is where the debate starts. I'm not saying maybe for me it's Joel Berry, but like you know they're going to vote for Joel Berry. I think it's going to be Joel. Berry. It's going to be Joel Berry. UNC is going to finish like third, maybe fourth in the conference, and they're going to have two first-team yeah. players. He, I could name you a couple other guys that I think it should be. I mean, there are guys like Gabe DeVoe. There are guys like you know, Ty, I was thinking like about Gabe Tyus DeVoe. Battle. However, have you seen Gabe DeVoe's numbers? They're I didn't know they were that recently. bad. They're sick recently. Ever since He's Grantham like a 13-5 and five guy. Well, ever since Grantham went down, he's averaging about 23. You're right. So it's it's a that. different different game now. If Virginia had gone undefeated in conference play, they would have got Devin Hall and like Kyle Guy. Kyle, Kyle Guy, maybe. Yeah. Kyle but Guy. If, if Virginia Tech does oh, what Country oh, says and they you go are nuts. mistaken, my friend. The Tobacco Road Media Mafia. You don't think so? Would never have let that. You don't happen. think so? <laughs> <laughs> never in your wildest dreams. I don't care if Virginia was undefeated for the entire year. No, the, right. the if, Tobacco Road Mafia ain't letting that. So happen. it's got to be yeah. Joel Berry then. Or what if what if Joel Virginia Berry. Tech finishes super strong? Justin Robinson. Justin Robinson. Get a Justin Robinson vote on there. He's, they're not going to finish super strong though. I think they're going to lose at least three more games. There's no room uh, for Tyus Battle on this team. I was thinking not, about him. Not on first team. There's no room for Gary Trent on this team. Gary Trent's been pretty amazing. Yeah, he's been no. playing really well. But there's no, there's no room for no. the. That's not even. That's not even worth. For the incredible covering. Lonnie Walker, there's no room for the incredible Lonnie no, Walker. No, 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 we're not giving those Miami. The guys most any unheralded player in the ACC right now, who I would argue maybe should be first team All ACC, but won't be Elijah Thomas yeah. for Clemson. He's he's this year's John Collins. He's totally run out of gas right now. He's not the man he was. This I completely Collins. disagree. No. I think Elijah Thomas is actually holding Clemson back. Oh, how Elijah dare, Thomas. This how is dare dare Let's you, talk about this. Where's my popcorn? We have not. Okay. A little bit of a side t- side note. We have not really talked about Clemson at all this this podcast. Okay. And this team is sitting at second in the ACC. Mm-hmm. They are projected to get a three seed. They might run like, into some big trouble down the stretch. Let's debate that right now. 
my goodness. I mean, Hasn't it been amazing really? how well they've done after the injury? No kidding. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I always said to... that they were a better team without Oh, my Grantham. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been really impressed. Grantham went down. I was like, RIP Clemson. There goes the season. Yeah, well, Grant, Grantham played really well this year, but he, yeah. he's, he controlled so much of the game. I think this has allowed Gabe DeVoe to control the – Control the tempo, actually run a true point. And then Marquise Reed has kind of been flowing around, being more of a true two guard. Shelton Mitchell has actually shot the three like crazy recently. He's shooting about 50% over the past five games. Um, and But tell me why you don't like Elijah Thomas. Without, him, seen without him, the team is nothing. So Elijah Thomas brings a, a much-needed defensive rebounding presence. Like he is – he, he cleans is their up. defense. Yeah, period. yeah. <laughs> he, he absolutely cleans up on the boards, which they need. And I think it was the North Carolina game where he came in and he was just grabbing rebound after rebound. Yeah. When and I they love guys it. that gra- grab rebounds like that too, where they just yeah. go up and just snatch it. You know, I just I love that. But man, I've seen so many Clemson possessions where it's just like a black hole. The ball comes in, it doesn't go back out, and he just does what he wants. Mm-hmm. He just like. He if he's gonna get the ball in the post, he is going to shoot it because mm-hmm. he is like Elijah Thomas, <laughs> <laughs> the and Book of he, Eli. <laughs> and my goodness, he can we at times he just nope. has no no sense for like where he is in relation to the basket or mm-hmm. something. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I mean, it's a bad offensive plan. He's compared certainly to not the, an efficient uh, offensive player. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah, but compared to the other options of Mitchell and especially DeVoe mm-hmm. and Reed, like I think Reed is is severely underrated. Yeah, yeah. no, he is like maybe their well, DeVoe has kind of come on recently, but yeah, I, I but think Reed he has, has a case for being their well. most important player. Yeah, yeah, and so I mean, you know, maybe maybe I'm completely off my rocker, but. There is value to Elijah Thomas, but See, offensively, I think they need him. I think they need what you're describing, maybe a little bit less than like the way you describe it. He, he needs to shoot it less, right? But they need that one guy in the middle, yeah. Like, and that's a very like kind of Brownell traditional Clemson thing. Is like the one guy, like Jate or whoever. Oh, you know? for sure, for sure. And, and I think they and, like need he's him. A, he's a he's a bruiser. Like he like, will he will get in the in the weeds. Before they had the rotation worked out, like early in the year, he would go out of the game and the team would fall apart. Yeah, I you mean, know, you look, like, you look at them need, in that. They like, need him to space for it. They need him to keep him honest. They need that kind yeah. of like center of gravity. Yeah. To yeah. space the shooters because the the floor spacing is their offense really, it's not super efficient in terms of like mm-hmm. lots of other things when you look at it compared to you know offenses like Duke or something like super dynamic offenses. But when they get the floor spacing working, they're really good. But they need him to be like holding down that middle to get the floor spacing floor spacing working. Yeah, you yeah. see so, when you see them beat a team like Ohio State in the in earlier earlier in the year. You know, and then you look at Elijah Thomas's stat line, for instance. I mean, he has, you know, he only goes four of six from the field, but scores scores eleven, has eight boards, has four blocks. You yeah, know, that's that, a great game. That's the kind of game, and he he controlled Bates Diop throughout a lot of that game, or at least allowing him to score inside. Um, you know, I I don't know. I, I just I think he's the mo- one of the most important players in the ACC. And I think he, I think he's a second team All ACC player. Even I think there's something even though there's no way, there's no way he'll get there. But I think a little ridiculous. Yeah, I think there's kind of something to what you're saying in that he, early in the season, saw so much success that he kind of got like he got too invested in that. He kind of got too. It's like he's having several heat check games. Yeah. No, I think that's that's completely accurate. He was so good early in the season that now he's just like 
upping his usage that much yeah. more. Yeah. And then maybe he's not ready for that, but... I mean, okay, the, okay. the antithesis of that is probably uh, Blackshear for Virginia Tech, who's, I think, severely underrated and probably mm-hmm. way more efficient than Elijah Thomas. Um, definitely from the offense. I would well, shoots, that. He shoots yeah. three, so it helps the numbers. Yeah. Yeah, right. he does. Right, right, right. I don't know. Okay, right. Hey, you know what we should do next week, which I'm going to be great at? Picking the most deteriorated team. So instead of like most improved player, I want to do like the most deteriorated player. Are you just going to pick all of them? Ben Lammers is top ben, of the list. Oh, yeah. He's up oh, there. Poor Ben. Oh. Yeah. You know who else is up there? Well, uh, I mean, pick somebody Grayson from Allen. anybody from Louisville. Uh, <laughs> Grayson Allen. You're hurting sure. me. You're hurting me right now. <laughs> well, you wouldn't put the Quentin Snyder up there, maybe? Or did he just? Is he a plateau guy? Yeah. All plateau team. Oh, this is going to be a great topic. I'm looking forward to. <laughs> looking forward to doing a lot of research as well. Nobody thrives on negativity quite like Luke does. <laughs> There's a lot of candidates this year, by the way. Yeah. Lots of candidates mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. deterioration. Jordan Crawford, your boy? Yeah, Brian Crawford. Brian oh, Brian Crawford. Crawford. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. Oh, man. He, he's, just, he's just shooting what a, the ball. That's what a all dumpster fire it is this, <laughs> this year in Winston-Salem. My goodness. Yeah. Guthrie and I just like, that was tough for us. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's been a it's been a rough year. Yeah. What about Pinson? Has he sort of saved face the last couple of weeks? You know, he kind of has a little bit. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. I really you wanted really wanted to him, see him on his your first team deteriorated. I squad. did, I did. Um, but yeah, he's playing really well lately. I think because Cameron Johnson's taken a lot of that pressure off of him. On Man, the Cameron event. Johnson, we he owes us for his career. I think. Mm-hmm. We made it, we made it happen. Yeah, absolutely. We made it come to life. You should buy us a growler. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Once the once the uh, shortage has been re- resolved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we've reached that point where we have a new segment. It's called a fun quiz. This is authored by Taylor Pilkington. So, do it's, not tweet at Luke Near if it goes into the dumpster. It's called the Taylor Pilkington Knowledge Quest Life Experience. TM. TM. Can we get an acronym for that? Yeah, T P K Q L E. That's what it's called. I'll never forget it. Got it stored in my memory right now. We're trying out, we're innovating right here. It's 2018 and we're trying out new segments. So it's the T P K L T Q Q E. All right. Something. There's a Q in there. Anyways, we're just going to, it's going to, we're going to take you on a journey. Here we go. First question. Wait, is, do I have to hit a buzzer? Or? No. We'll, we'll oh. go around. Okay, so UVA, notoriously, infamously, even number one in the nation today. The last time they were number one in the nation, 1982. Oh, I thought that was going to be the question. Uh, Ralph Sampson, you, you might have heard of him. Oh, wow. The yeah. number one album in the nation was Thriller, mm-hmm. setting the stage. So, what current ACC head coach was an assistant coach in one of his first Division One jobs on that UVA staff. Wow. Wasn't it Jim Laranega? Guthrie, yeah. why are you so That's good? So You're easy. ruining the game. That's easy question. Jim Laranega. But bonus. talk about it every bonus. single Miami I love it. We got, we got follow-ups. <laughs> bonus. How many other players besides Ralph Sampson can you name on that UVA squad? Starting line. I'll let Luke Jimmy Miller, uh, Jeff Lamp, Otel Wilson. Otel Wilson, Yes. I should have actually brought this up before I was ready to ask. <laughs> you don't have the I answer. Had it I don't believe was Jeff Lamp on that team. I uh, eighty one. Ricky 82? Stokes. We're talking 82-83. That was the year. No, Hotel Stokes. Wilson. Hotel Wilson. Ricky Stokes. Ricky Stokes. Really? Yeah. Jimmy Miller. Jimmy Miller was not. I don't on think the so. Team. He was on an eighty one team then. Yeah. yeah, he was on the one before. Uh, there's all... one. There's one name 
that you know for sure? Yeah, it was uh, Jeff Jones. No, he was an assistant coach on that team. Not mm-hmm. Jeff Lamp, but uh, Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle. And that's all I got. On Rick the 82 Car- team? Yeah, Rick Carlisle was the other yeah. big name on that team. Would, was Jeff Jones on the 81 team? He was. I know this maybe. is a. Uh, we wasted so much coach. time on this nonsense. We're cutting this out. <laughs> All right. Well, we got that. So, and then the, the next follow up, which you can also cut out, besides the title track, there were nine <laughs> tracks on the album Thriller. How many oh, others can you name? Oh, oh, I used to love this album. Um, Do you have man, a poster is, in your house? This is really offensive. That my my wife this. can really name like every single song. Does yeah, she sing um, every song? Does yeah. she know baby, the lyrics is, to every is song? Is Baby Jean on this album? Yeah, Billy Jean. Billy, Billy, okay, Billy, Billy Jean. Jean. Baby Jean. That's, <laughs> we got Thriller. We got Billy Jean. That's two. PYT was oh not on this. Goodness. PYT was on it. I'm going to give it to you. That's three. Baby Jean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Ooh. Beat It, right? Uh, beat it, beat it. it was. Yes, yeah. that's four. Mm. We, did, we named all the hits. Human Nature. Oh, that's a great The song. Girl Is Mine. Oh. Want to okay. be starting something? Oh, That's wow. the st- first track. Yep, that's right. Baby Be Mine. Not as big a track. <laughs> and The Lady In My Life. I mean, huh. The man made a lot of hits. Yeah. That he did. All right, next question. <laughs> this, this quiz is... is I we're don't taking be- you on a journey. Here we go. Result, uh, result so can, can we take a pause in the quiz and yeah. like pull the audience to see how it's going? <laughs> sure. How do you guys feel, Mike? How do you think it's going? I don't hate it, and I'm surprised at that. <laughs> I am curious to a- see where it goes from here. All right. <laughs> I'm curious as well. Okay, here we go. I was born in 1982. You failed to mention that. Sorry. <laughs> that was his next question. A landmark here. Next question. Uh, okay, this is also about the Cavaliers, but no, not EVA, the Cleveland Cavaliers. So they recently turned over the whole team. We uh, know. Besides LeBron at the deadline. We know. Here we go. So there was speculation that DeAndre Jordan would be traded mm-hmm. uh, to the Cavs. And when AP reporter Tom Withers asked a Cavs player in the locker room if they thought that trade would help the team, the player replied, man, Montel Jordan would help us now. Montel Jordan of uh, This Is How We Do It fame. Or Montel brings us together. Anyways, so Montel immediately responded on Twitter. I'm available. I'm good for two points, one rebound, and five good strong fouls. The man knows his game. So, interesting note, did some research digging into this. Montel Jordan, roommates at Pepperdine University with Doug Christie of Sacramento Kings fame. Montel and Doug Christie... Roommates, still good friends to this day. Montel was an equipment manager at Pepperdine while Christy played on the team. I don't know how you're going to tie this back in. Uh, but. And Christy took his daughter to Montel's first concert. Uh, still friends today. So this is not a question with a right or wrong answer. You have... This is an emotional is this journey. an illustration of six degrees of separation or you, something? They have been billed as the most successful uh, pair of roommates in Pepperdine history. You have... You can pick from any musician and any basketball player... They get to live together for a year. You film it as a reality TV show. Who do you pick? <laughs> I, I wish we had stopped, honestly. <laughs> I'm no longer curious. We're, we're picking games. I'm and we're no not longer curious. We're not answering that question. We're picking I, games I will, right now. I will tell you, I the lied dream. when I said it was. there was no correct answer. The correct answer is Shaq. Full stop, because he's both a musician <laughs> and so the life an is, athlete. You know if what? you've never heard a, a Shaq album. Oh, man. It was a great run, the TPQTSQ, but I think that 
it was just a one episode pilot. I don't know if it's gonna last. Well, we still got long. two more questions, so oh, <laughs> the, the producers are waving the question, white flag. Right question now. the third. Uh, former UNC star, now of uh, NBA G League, I believe team Toronto Nine Hundred Five. Okay. Kennedy Meeks, famously, as Luke mm. knows, a doughy uh, strength first teamer. Doughy strength first teamer. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. afraid of getting into elevators. I told you that. Right. So what? Th- there's another past ACC legend who has a distinct fear of sharks that played into his career. Can you name this? Uh, How the hell ACC did it play man? into his career? Well. Well, well, I mean, Trey Young is afraid of birds. Really? I did not yeah. know that. Yeah. He's a Hitchcock fan. Well, first of all, who's not terrified of sharks? I mean, you, you know. just hit him on the nose. They go docile. <laughs> I'm you can train them. Do you have cage. any guesses? Do you have any guesses? Uh, I gonna, don't know. I could probably name 17 players who are probably go afraid with of Doug sharks. Fisher or Derek, Derek Fisher. That is incorrect. Mm. The answer I, is Tim Duncan, afraid of sharks. And But he's a world class swimmer. Well, he gave up swimming. To Stop it. Pursue basketball. Because it's in a pool. Uh, <laughs> his apparently, as the story goes, as reported by Vice Sports, whatever, take it with a grain of salt as you want. He uh when he had to his pool or something was damaged, he had to swim in the ocean, he's afraid of sharks, gave it up. Tim Duncan, greatest basketball player. Of, you might have turned this into the worst the podcast it played into his career because he chose basketball over swimming because he, he was afraid of sharks he was on track to be an olympic swimmer yes that's right and before he chose oh, basketball yeah okay because he's his, from the virgin islands and okay how okay. is this related at all to our well our at least he theme? played in the acc <laughs> that's right <laughs> I mean, it's one of the acc all-time greats but then you're like and can you question Shaq never would answer well, you guys didn't you didn't respond with a good enough answer there. All right, last question. Here we go. Oh no. Uh the term March Madness was first used to describe the NCAA tournament in nineteen eighty two. Oh. Oh, great year. How wow. did you not lead with that? Or is this the circle? Okay. Excuse me. Continue. I wrote the quiz and did not think about that until <laughs> just this very moment. So We'll cut that out, and I tied it together perfectly. Put a bow on it. I can see Taylor writing the quiz, like, third question. Oh, I know it'll stump him. This is like Taylor on his phone while taking a dunk. Yeah, we can call this game uh, Taylor Pilkenden has fun with Wikipedia. Okay. Um, Okay, so the term March Madness was actually already in use by another institution. Mm. And this eventually led to a a lawsuit before Uh the NCAA could use it. A war? So what... Institution was Look using. Like say war. <laughs> yeah, war. What institution was using the term March Madness? It had to be oh, a, a tax God. a tax preparation. I will give you firm. three choices. Oh man, it had this, to be an accounting I know, firm. I've I've heard this. I there can't are three remember. choices. Number one, it was the Players College Showcase, which is a recruiting tournament um, held in Las Vegas each year for high school soccer players. Gambler Wives Anonymous, maybe. So seven hundred teams. Uh, Represent 700 teams for the nation's best high school soccer players, recruits. You get the idea. Mm-hmm. Second, was it a series of commercials by Eastern Automotive Group, which you probably know better. It's Eastern Motors, a chain of car dealerships in Maryland, D.C., Virginia. Oh, that's area. multiple choices. Uh-huh. Wow. How about Wait, is it, you probably said that only because that's where all the Redskins players do all those they commercials. Are, they, they do do great commercials <laughs> later in the, in the 90s and early 2000s. Right, I can process oh, wait, them. You may know them for their I remember at Eastern Motors, your job, your credit with all the Redskins players and Bismarcky. What? <laughs> 
I, I remember Clinton. Look it up. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Motor. So sorry, what's, a, what's the third option? Your job's your credit. Okay. I think I, have, I think I have my answer, but what's the third option? <laughs> Uh, the third option is the Illinois the Illinois High School Basketball Association used the term for their state high school basketball tournament, which had been in effect since 1939. That, that's, that's the one. Yeah, you are correct. It was that. And in a twist of fate, the person who first used March Madness for the NCAA tournament on air and popularized it was Brent Musburger, who was oh. from Illinois. Oh, he who stole picked it. it up from the high school thing. Led to a lawsuit. Uh, oh. In 1989, they sued the NCAA. In 1996, excuse me, and they all worked it out. Obviously, it's right. all fine. You know, there's right. a lot of money involved, but mm. well, I, I don't know what the hell just happened. Again, there, I, I was not disappointed. Deep well, hey, I'd say that was probably the best question of the four. Yeah, I, that was I, actually I didn't, you got to finish strong. I didn't enjoy that strong. question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, thank huh. you. Thank that you, one Taylor. might actually make the final edit of yeah. this podcast. Now we're going to pick games. Uh, everyone, send us your notes about that. If you have a question or you would like to uh, suggest a new segment. You can finish that one for you. Thank you. Oh, good for you. I'm still thinking about the musical artist and uh, you know sports star from the ACC. I mean, just pick Is it two. bad that I immediately thought of Drake? Isn't that bad? Yeah, not really. I thought of Jack White. and I don't, I don't think he – I think he'd be terrible on reality <laughs> television. Mm. Drake and Kevin Knox because they both went to Kentucky. Mm. Um, All right. Did Drake go to Kentucky? No, that's the joke, you know. Oh, <laughs> I see. He, he airballed a shot in Kentucky. All right, almost. Virginia yeah. at Miami. We're picking games right now. I actually have a surplus for this month, as I told Michael and, right. and Taylor. You're in the I black. had a very large, large surplus, and then Duke Carolina happened this week. Mm-hmm. I just want to mention that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. bring it up. Mm-hmm. You can track back to about the, I don't know, 30th well, minute mark of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, if you remember, Greg told us to pick UNC. That was the very first team he told us to pick. Yeah. Yeah. He that's what he said. He said you said who do you like in the game? He said UNC. But there were some other games where I was like mm. <laughs> he, well he did get BC over Miami though, so Yeah, yeah. Boom. There, boom boom. BC at home. I mean, what lots a spot. of value. Yeah. Well lots of value. He also had UVA over Florida State, which was a miracle cover at the time. Uh, <laughs> easy cover. <laughs> easy cover. Never there. in doubt. Virginia <laughs> minus five at Miami. Okay, so this is tomorrow, or yeah, today, right. if you're listening in to I'll, Coral Gables. I'll speak to Mike, Mike picks Miami, there's no way he doesn't, and I might have just baited him to being a contrarian, taking Virginia. Ah, uh, Virginia minus five, no, no, I'll take Miami. Miami plus five. I'll take UVA. All right. I think... You should, they're much better. Yep. <laughs> Even on the road, I think we're coming back. Uh, Lonnie Walker, Chris Sykes... Hules Chris playing. Sykes is he a new player? Likes did I say Sykes? Yeah, um, Syke. Hule, I think Hule does work down low. Yeah, man, I like him. Miami yeah, give me the five. Canes. Give me the Canes with points at home. Yeah, absolutely. I'll take Virginia. All right, moving on. Oklahoma, Texas Tech, Texas Tech, eight point favorites. Also oh. on Tuesday. Oh, oh. Give me oh, Oklahoma and the eight points. That is so many points. I'll give me the, the suckers bet of the the. They won by 10 in the first game, right? Yes, they sure did. I'm not taking that Texas Tech team after a degenerate day. <laughs> by eight. That was, this, that was the line for Iowa State. Iowa State. Wait, I'm yeah. not doing it. I'm I going Oklahoma. They look so good Give recently. me the points. Give me the points. Yeah, I'll take Oklahoma. That is so many points. So many points. Texas Tech is so much I, better, but what are you going to do? I think I have to take Oklahoma with the points. That is so many points. So many. All right, next up, Clemson at Florida State. 
Easiest money of the week. What in which way? Florida Clemson? State two point favorites. Florida State two point favorites. All right. Everybody likes Clemson here, I assume, correct? I like Florida State. Ooh. I'm taking Florida State. Ooh. I think it's easy. Ooh. Wow. I'm taking Clemson. Yeah, I actually really like Clemson here. You like Clemson well, as well? Well, the Bank of Luke is open. Just to be different from Luke. The All bank right. is open. Clemson, yeah, I like Clemson. Clemson. I think oh, points. Oh, oh, great. The Islander is back. <laughs> <laughs> Season two has arrived. He has no fear of sharks. This man lives on an island. <laughs> Virginia Tech at Duke. Uh, Duke 12-point favorites. Ooh, oh, my so God. Woof. Yeah, oh. I, I think Duke will run that ass. I was going to say, yeah, I think Duke this is, is a classic like, letdown game for Virginia Tech. You think they're good, and they yeah, go to Cameron yeah. and no, get they, c- they can't compete with a Duke offense. No way. No way. Duke yeah. plus, I mean, they can. it could be 20. 12 matter. points, you're going to get a strong backdoor cover. Yeah, no It's going to be like a 15-point a game with like 30 seconds left, and then <laughs> – Virginia Tech's going to end up losing by 11 or something. I mean, Duke can't cover, but there's no way that um, Virginia Tech can keep up. Give me the Hokies with the backdoor cover on the road. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I'm doing it. Guthrie. Duke is just so much better. Tech tech covers. 12 points is way too much. Okay. That's a bad decision. I'm going to (laughs) go. I'm going to go with Duke. Oh! I'm on the fence. I'm straddling. Oh, this is fun. Syracuse is four-point favorites against NC State. I don't even need you guys. The game in Syracuse. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even need mm-hmm. to let you guys say what you're going to pick. I can just tell you what you, you're going to pick. You already know what you're going to pick, too. Yeah, yeah, I do. You're going to go NC State. No, I'm going to go Syracuse. <sighs> NC State. Oh, no, we, we talked about this. No, yeah, Syracuse is like, good. No, you, NC State's a good matchup for Syracuse. They're a very good matchup. All right, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I like NC yeah, State. I'll take NC State. Getting four? I would take yeah. a money line. Yeah. Wolf Pack. <laughs> Wolf Pack. Yeah. Al you, Freeman give, drops about 24 points. Give me, give me the pack. You're at seven. Give me the pack. Is, is, that that unanimous? is that Is that, is unanimous? that a uh, unanimous? Yeah. Well, listeners, you know what to do. Z take Orange. Syracuse yep. with everything you own. All right. Moving on. Arizona at Arizona State. Taylor, why'd you put all. Yeah, man, you put a lot of these, games in. These are the best games, I guess. Arizona at Arizona State. Okay, so the... Um, on Thursday. Arizona's been struggling the recently. The Devils Arizona. are giving three. Yeah, they're three-point yeah. favorites. They can't find themselves. They're like, uh, you know, have you ever been in the bathroom in the dark? And you just don't know where where the urinal is. You don't know where the sink is. The light is. switches. I know exactly. I know exactly you're, you're at your feeling, friend's Jaffe. house. You don't know how they got there. You're just are you in the closet or are you in the bathroom? Does it matter? <laughs> you know, that's where Arizona State is right now. They don't know which direction is up. And they're just pissing on the pissing on sweatshirts. I think that's I like, the I like best Arizona. analogy that's been delivered on this podcast to date. I like I Arizona. I'm taking Eight Arizona time. State at home. I'm taking Arizona. Give me the home team. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of like, I kind of <laughs> like Arizona points. State here. Give me the points. Some, some crazy stuff happens out in the desert. Arizona's, yeah. man. I'm, Don't I'm get selling, sucked I'm in because Arizona. they have all that talent. No. I'm selling Arizona. No. Oh, we got so much talent. They got, they got a, talent. Okay, let's go into the I'm next game. That's that. a big game. All right. This is going to be a litmus test game. Oh, yeah. To see if Mike and I really believe in the yeah. Bearcats of Cincinnati. I agree. Who are giving four on the road at Houston. <sighs> That's a really tough cover for Cincinnati. Houston, who was up by 15 in the first half in this first matchup. Clemson or Cincinnati storm back, won the game they by did. like eight or nine. I I like Houston here, but I still think Cincinnati's 
one of the top two best teams in the country, but I like Houston plus four. I was so disappointed with Houston showing when they hosted SMU and SMU even had Shake Milton's hand injury, so mm-hmm. he was out. I was right. so disappointed. Right. Give me Cincinnati. Okay. The defense is, is Cincinnati's too much. been too playing physical. out of this world recently. Yeah. Out of this world. They've just been killing people. Yeah. They I I the, the underlying thing is the underlying thing is people there. Gary Clark like, is one of the most creative scorers right now um, in college basketball. He's a very, very interesting player. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to watch him uh, for Cincinnati. How about, Everybody kind of thinks this is the traditional Cincinnati team, which is like that awesome, awesome, super physical defense and like no offense. But they actually have some offense this Yeah, year. they actually have yeah. some offense. They have some guys that can score. They, I mean, they're they're big everywhere. I mean, they're big, strong team. Um, but still, I like Houston. They're – they're also a big, strong team. They'll be at home. This has got to feel like a must-win game for Houston. I don't know. That's kind of a soft reason to take them, but I like them. Gary Clark, Kyle Washington. Yeah, how about Kyle Washington? How about him? Yeah. <laughs> that, that Wolfpack that Wolfpack blood still runs in his veins. I was just talking about, I just picked out the two seniors on the team. I'm taking that, uh, you know, I love Cincinnati. <laughs> I'll take Cincinnati, too. Give, me, give me the McCronin team. What are we talking about? Why is this a debate? Yeah, Mick Cronin, man. Villanova minus three at Xavier. I am putting everything on Villanova for this game. They smacked the tar out of Xavier, the Musketeers. Mm-hmm. They dropped their they dropped D'Artagnan's pants in, in round one. <laughs> so I suspect that they will be able to cover. Even three. with Xavier at home. You know, is that like a scary place? I mean, yeah. No, can, home games can you are defend always tough. that? Okay. Villanova's I mean, I'm taking good, Villanova, too. They're an excellent road team. People underestimate how good Villanova <clears throat> is on the road. I'm taking Villanova, too. Yeah, I mean, Villanova is, is probably the best team in the country. Um, Xavier's been playing really well. Have you really seen Trey well. Young? <laughs> I, yeah, I think Villanova's. I mean, look, guys. Yeah, Xavier, Xavier yeah, already beat St. John's. Healthy, for sure. Xavier beat St. John's twice. That's huge wins. Uh, but still, you got to love Villanova. I would take him. Carolina, well, consensus? All right. Public, yeah, you know what to absolutely. do. Yep. Absolutely. You know what to do. UNC is a one-point favorite at Louisville on Saturday. Oh, I think that Lord. UNC hot streak continues, man. I think Louisville's in free fall. UNC's playing well. I I just don't see it. I don't see it for Louisville right now. Go, I've learned one thing about North Carolina Tar Heels. this year. Right when you trust them. Um, yeah, I'm taking Louisville. They're going to smack you upside the head. Mm. Happened at Blacksburg. Happened. Where else did it happen? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, at Clemson, where you're like, oh, it's okay, you know. <laughs> They're not going to lose three in a row. Boom. Boom, they did. I think they can Actually, rebound. Yeah, I think they can rebound their way home. out of a into a Louisville road win. This is a stay away. I'm taking Louisville. Definitely a stay away. Give me the cards. Yeah, for mm. sure, the cards. I'll take Louisville. Duke, a one-point favorite at Clemson. Oh, man. What a game. <laughs> How are they going to contain? They might game actually DeVoe? fill up Little John for this one. Oh, they might. Do you think they might sell they might, it out? For the the Duke, first time? Well, the Duke fans will buy up all the extra tickets. I'll Sorry. take <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Little John fans. This, this line is going to go to four by tip off. So right now it's a Duke favored by one. Yeah. On the road at Clemson. Yeah. You guys all like Clemson. I I'll think? take no, I like Clemson the money Devils. line. I, yeah, I would like Clemson here. I'll I, take Duke. I would take Clemson. Okay. Ohio State. Oh, Guthrie, go ahead. Clemson. Oh, 
Island again. Season two. Break out the layout. <laughs> Ohio State at Michigan. Rivalry game. Oh, gosh. Michigan, I, one point favorites. I love Michigan, man, but you cannot trust I'll them. take Ohio State, yeah. It's tough because you got Wagner, who I obviously love. Michigan, one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country. <sighs> they need this too. They they do. They they just they're, they're pretty got a big like win. safely in. I think yeah, at this point, yeah, but yeah. they they need it for seeding. Yeah. Um. I, I like Ohio State. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. It's, yeah, I love Michigan. Oh, it's totally a sucker's bet to pick the road team here. But I'm, taking I'm taking Michigan. Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, I'm also gonna take Michigan at home. All right. We're One game we didn't talk. Well, we mentioned. We mentioned it. Pittsburgh is hosting Boston College. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about it. You should watch this game. I'm, I'm watching Together. it. Together. I refuse. Right. I refuse. I'm watching it. Who do, you, who do you like? I mean, are you taking Pitt? What's the line? It's BC minus five and a half. The game is at the petting zoo. Oh. Give me BC all day long. Me too. Kai Bowman goes off. I don't even know who plays for Pittsburgh. <laughs> I don't even know so I guess because that's, that's I don't a, that's care. A <laughs> There's no Jamel artist walking through that door. Yeah, that's right. If you'd like to contact the podcast, you can do so in a variety of fashions. Send us a tweet at ACC Mooball DGENs. Please refer the podcast to a friend. Oh, yeah. We plat- we're, we're in the plateau first team. Word of mouth. Yeah, just tell your friends. <laughs> All the kids are doing it. And then you could also email Taylor if you want. <laughs> ACCBBallDegens at gmail.com. Send us your questions. Uh, send us your ideas for new segments. Send us, uh, you know, things you'd like us to discuss because we always love referencing some listener topics on the show. You can also call Guthrie Alexander at 434-249. I'm going to stop there. You got nervous for a second. I appreciate I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm surprised you know his phone number off the top of your head. That's oh, I didn't. I just looked it. All right. So, peace, people. Even 